Aaron Finch, former Australia skipper, is on Cricket Live on Star Sports through the course of the IPL. Big fan, mate, and thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Pleasure being here. Aaron, I'm going to start with some of your career highlights okay. before I actually get into the IPL stuff. I mean, to me, the fact that you're a double World Cup winning captain 2015 I and then 2021. 2015. You didn't? Yeah. I didn't captain 2015. But 2021, yeah. 2021, you were captain. 2015, you were part of the World Cup winning squad, yes. which yes. is the ODI squad. ODI team. Michael Clark was the captain. And I remember 135 in the opening game against England in the MCG. Mm. And to me, I think one of the most spectacular innings you've ever you've ever played. Do you have any memories of that innings? I've got a lot of memories of that innings. I remember being incredibly nervous turning up to the ground because for years I'd watched Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad swing the ball around corners so I was incredibly nervous I got lucky early Chris Wokes managed to just spill one I think it might have been even my first ball square leg and then yeah the rest is history I played pretty well after that to be honest wonderful you've held the highest score in a T20I record twice and that itself is as a world record there was 172 against Zimbabwe in 2018 and that itself surpassed 156 against England in 2013. So I'm going to ask you to, to start with the 2013 156 against the arch enemy, which is always sweet, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and that was probably the first time in my career that I felt like I belonged in international cricket. Up until then, I'd, I'd played a little bit, but I hadn't nailed down a spot in the side. So that game for me was really special. England had a good attack. They had Stephen Finn, Stuart Broad, Jade Dernbach, who was, who was playing well at the time. It was just one of those days where everything clicked. I think my first ball from Stephen Finn, I hit for six, a pull shot over square leg. And that was sort of, it just kept going on from there. It was, it was one of those days when wherever you think that they're going to bowl, they bowl there. They make a field change and you think, right, this is the plan that they're going with. And it happened. And it was a beautiful wicket. I remember that. It was at uh, Southampton down at the Rose Bowl, I think it was called then. And it was, yeah, it was a, it was a great day, actually. Lovely. And the 172 against Zimbabwe, which came about five years later. Yeah, that was a day where I got off to a flyer, actually, and we batted first, and I, I just kept going. Was, again, one of those days, and, and they probably only happen a couple of times in your career, where everything seems to hit the middle. If you make a mistake, it goes over a fielder's head or, or just gets in the gap and, and you get away. And, and once we sort of got on a bit of a roll, we were none down after five or six overs and we just thought right let's keep going as hard as we can and I managed to get lucky and, and get a few in the middle but I was also spewing that I didn't get 176 because Chris Gale I was captain of, I, I was captain of, of the opposition on that day and he, and he pasted us everywhere and uh, yeah but it was that was a good day as well we're very happy if anybody scores big runs against Pakistan. You know the sentiment. It's like the, the ashes. Yeah. <laughs> and 153 not out against Pakistan in Sharjah, yeah. 2019. Top class innings. Uh, talk me through that one. Yeah, that was a really good innings, actually. The game before, I think I got 100 as well. And I was, I was really dirty on myself that I got out when we needed maybe 20 runs to win. And then to be able to back it up very next game with 150 and then get right to the end was really important because I think there was a lot of relief in, in them innings because I hadn't scored many runs in the lead up to it and it was leading up to the 50 over World Cup in England and I remember at the time there was a lot of press around me being dropped and I can't be captain because I hadn't got any runs and then to come back in India we were 2-0 down and we won the last three matches that was amazing that was that's one of the highlights outside the World Cup that's probably the highlight of my career that series so then to go to, to the UAE and get a couple of hundreds there and get everyone off my back uh, was really special. Winning the, the T20 World Cup in 2021 
New Zealand in Dubai really is something that every player on that pitch will take to his grave and do you still get goosebumps when you think of it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not one to watch too many cricket highlights. I love watching games live but I must admit the game against Pakistan I've watched the Matthew Wade and Marcus Stoinis partnership quite a few times because uh, that was just incredible. He came from nowhere to win that game and then the game, the final against New Zealand for us to we had a bit of luck in that tournament too to be honest we won six out of seven tosses so that was that was important because chasing was the feature of that tournament i guess with the amount of dew that was coming in a tricky chase i think 177 or 176 and that was really a special performance i just remember how tight we were as a unit everyone we had the time of our life even though we're in a covid restricted bubble everyone just had so much fun on that trip we we made it as enjoyable as we could we played golf together we'd have a few beers together just to celebrate everyone's success as a group but also individually and how tight-knit that group became especially in a difficult time for everyone around the world of, of COVID was, was really special. Nine seasons of uh, IPL, Aaron. And some of your mates must review that there was a different team most years. I think two years with Gujarat Titans, if I'm not mistaken. Gujarat with Lions. Gujarat Lions, yeah. Two years with Delhi. With Delhi. Yeah. But nine teams is a lot, eh? Just goes to show it wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't say that. And 88 in 2014 playing for Sunrisers Hyderabad. That was your highest score. So again, Dubai. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was an interesting year because in the auction, Hyderabad had picked myself and Shika and David Warner. So we had three opening batsmen and someone had to bat at three. So that, that sort of changed a little bit. And that was a really important innings, I think, because it was a game against Delhi that sort of helped kick our season on. And we just missed the finals, but that was a, I had a really good partnership with David Warner throughout that. I think it was over 100. Uh, so that, that was really cool as well. Your two years with the Gujarat Lions, 2016 and 2017, there were two defining innings. One was in 2016, a 74, and the very next year, a 72. Those must be special ones too. I think one was against Bangalore. I was batting at number four. So I opened the batting in the first few games, got injured and then come back and bat at number four. And I think we were two down for not many against Bangalore, chasing like 151, tricky chase. And I just thought, right, I'm just going for it. And it was, again, one of those days where I tried to slog my first ball off uh, Badri, slid one in, just missed leg stump, and then the next two I hit for six. So I was, I was off to a flyer again. I had some great memories playing with the guys at Gujarat. Uh, that, was, that was great fun. Again, we enjoyed each other's success. And the 74, I can't remember that one right off the top of my head at the moment. There was a 74 in 2016 and a 72 in 2017. Yeah, but you just described playing for the Gujarat Lions, which obviously is special. The most recent one was playing for KKR. Yeah. That was a year ago, a 58. You must remember that very vividly, not too, not too long ago. That was at Brabham, I think, and we were chasing a big total against Rajasthan. Joss Butler got 100, as it seemed like he did every game in that season. He was, he's been on fire for a long time. He's a great player. And myself and... I actually ran Sunil Narayan out without facing a ball. He opened the batting and then myself and Shreyas I had a really good partnership and I got out just at the wrong time. So they're things when you look back and it's not about the runs that you got, it's about the time that you get out. And, and I still kick myself for things like that because we should have chased 220 at Brabham but it's just one of those things. You, everyone's trying their best. And you know, sometimes do you look back at Pune Warriors, the team, and said, you know, it was short-lived, it wasn't meant to be. You had one distinctive innings with them in, in 2013, which was an innings of 67. Yeah, we had a really good side and it was disappointing how it all played out there. Because again, I think the, how tight you become as a team is associated with the amount of travel that you do together and obviously the Pune to Mumbai airport trip we had to do quite a bit as a team you're on the bus so you've played a game 
there's a lot of travel involved, but you get to know each other so well, and I think that that bodes really well throughout the tournament because when things start to get tough, when the season, there's always a time when you feel like you're playing every day or you're traveling every day, and they're the times when you, you need the group to really come together. So there's some really special times that you have in IPL when you travel a lot because you just get to know people so much better. And the amount of friendships I've made over the years of IPL has been brilliant and, and a part of it that I've loved. But yeah, I, I think myself and Robbie Utapa opened the batting and had a couple of decent partnerships that year. And yeah, that was definitely one of them. Well, uh, look at you now commentating. Paul Collingwood's also your co-commentator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, going at each other on the mic. I like the kind of ribbing on a video. It's a good yeah. banter there. But this is fantastic. The Star Sports facility, we've just been given a guided tour of it. It looks like out of, of Star Trek or yeah. Star Wars and things like that. Th this is my first day as well, and, and it just blew my mind. But you must enjoy this. I mean, the whole banter. I actually saw two videos on the way here on the Star Sports YouTube channel where you gave us the lowdown on the Gujarat team and another team. Oh, yeah. And I'm going you know, Finchie's good. <laughs> well, Enjoying I, yourself? I, I love it. I've done a little bit of commentary in the Big Bash and then to come over and do the ODIs with Australia and India. Um, obviously, it's always better when Australia wins uh, in a really close series. But I love talking cricket. I love trying to... I suppose help the viewers understand what it's maybe what players go through different emotions that you have and, and try and give people a little bit more of an insight into that as opposed to just what you see on the screen so uh, that's something that I've really enjoyed doing so far and my wife says I talk to, about cricket too much but what better place to do it than India where cricket is blows my mind every time I come here I think this is my 30th time in India and it still blows my mind how much people know about cricket in this country well, I'll be honest with you we love Australians a lot and to me I think Think of Sir or Richie Benno and Tony Gregg's commentary, and I still get goosebumps. Yeah. God bless them. Yes, absolutely. As a kid, I mean, who, who are those commentators you grew up listening to? I mean, oh, was absolutely. Tony Gregg, Bill Laurie, the, the banter that they used to have together, Tony Gregg's pitch reports where he's putting the key in the surface, Richie Benno, like that was unbelievable. And that's that, that stays with you like, because it's so much of your childhood. I sat in front of the TV watching Australia play, and their voices in your ear from when a young girl or boy growing up, that's iconic. And people have my age or, or older, they associate cricket with Tony Gregg, Richie Benno, Bill Laurie, these guys who weren't playing at the time, but that was such an integral part of it. You know, you're looked upon as a mentor by a lot of these young players. Adam Zampa, for example, you know, makes no bones of the fact that you're one of the people who really mentored and nurtured him. Would you pick out some other players? Because that means a lot to any player, especially when he hangs up his boots, like you have done in international T20s and ODIs. Any players that you look at and say, wow, man, this is great? Well, I think Adam Zampa is probably my favourite one because being a leg spinner in Australia is incredibly tough. I think the late, great Shane Warne, he almost wrecked it for everybody because he, he was so good. So then that put almost an unrealistic expectation on everybody else. So people are really quick to judge spinners in general, but particularly leg spinners. It is the most difficult thing to do in the game. The, the amount of skill that it takes to bowl leg spinners is, is incredible. So I always felt Zamps had an, a great ability to get good players out. And I think if you look at his record over the last five years, how well he's done against Virat Kohli, how well he's done against Kane Williamson, Joss Butler, these guys, like they're greats of the game. He always seems to get the best players in the opposition out. And, and sometimes you just need to help people understand the importance of, of a guy's role in the team, but n not just in the, in the playing 11, in the squad, because like I said before, the how close a group is, when things get tough you, and you come together like that, 
That's what you need. And to see Zamps's rise over the last couple of years to becoming one of the best in the world, it's been great fun to watch and very happy that I could play a, a very small part in it. The great Shane Warne used to come here every year yeah. and talk to Indian journalists. And even before Adam Zampa made his, his debut on the international stage, you would always say there's a kid back home called Adam Zampa. He's fantastic. There's a kid back home. So I'm glad you, you nurtured him there. Let's just have a cursory glance at the IPL this year because we're sitting in Mumbai, home team, no Bumrah. Yeah. Will Jofra Archer be enough? You know, of course, there's Cameron Green in the batting department, Ishan Kishan, your thoughts on Mumbai? Mumbai, very good side, obviously. Um, disappointing year last year. Yeah. Where the, Bottom of the table. Yeah, they just didn't quite click. But notoriously slow starters in the tournament. If they can start the tournament well, then I think that that will put a lot of fear in oppositions because they've got the obviously got Rohit, who's one of the greatest, the free-flowing Ishan Kishan, and then Surya Kumar Yadav to be able to throw them three in there as staple Indian players and almost bankers. Then you throw in Cameron Green, Tim David, these guys, DeWalt Brevis. Amount of flexibility they've got with their international players is, is really important. No Boomer is going to hurt though, no doubt. He's he's as the best in the world, in my opinion, in T20 cricket. His ability to get wickets in the power play, although he doesn't get used as much as he does at the death. He might bowl one over up front, one in the middle, two at the end. So that'll be a that's a real hole to fill for Mumbai Indians. But I mean, when you look down their list, they've got so much star power, they've got so much firepower, and Cameron Green will be integral to that, I think. They've got the power at the top. Tim David in the middle order, like it, it's a solid team. They'll take some beating. Hados calls CSK Dad's Army. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Hados says Dad's Army. Yeah. Only because, you know, you've got Dhoni, you've yeah. got all these elder statesmen of the game, Moin Ali, and of course, everybody's so excited about Ben Stokes. So your thoughts on CSK and what could be Dhoni's last IPL? They're always a team to beat because they seem to win the close moments. And that's, that's what a, having a team together for quite a long time. They've been very stable for everything from their coach right through to their playing list. They, they don't have a huge amount of turnover. Even when the, the mega auction comes up, they get a lot of the same guys back. So you can call them dad's army, but that's experience. And, and to sprinkle in a little bit of ignorance of youth at times and I guess a bit of a cowboy way of playing where there's no fear at all and guys just go out and smack it or, or look to be aggressive bowling and, and take wickets. When you've got a good combination of that, that, that makes for a really exciting team and obviously led by Dhoni. But the one player that I'm super excited to watch again is Gurkarad Gaikwad. He's... Sorry, yes. He, and he's a... I think he's a superstar in the making. Once he gets in, he's so hard to get out. So, oh, he's, I love watching him bat. And it's so hard to play against him because he's got so many options. Last year's winners, Gujarat Titans, I mean, they've got Shubman Gill, yep. guy to watch out for, Dave Miller, how good is he? Yeah. Last year's top scorer. I mean, you, you could argue Kane Williamson or Matthew Wade, and of course, there's Alzari Joseph, the West Indian. What do you make of their chances? They'll be very good again, because I think that they've got, I think with David Miller missing the first couple of games, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. with international duty, I think that then Matthew Wade will come in, and I hope they use him at number seven, six or seven, and be that real finishing role. I think last year, they got a little bit confused where to use him best. Tried opening, tried three. He can be so destructive up there, but I think when you've got Shubman Gill at the top, when you've got Saha, who had a great year last year, I think that they can open the batting and, and be as dangerous, whereas at the bottom order, Matthew Wade can, can be destructive. If you combine that with David Miller, depending on the combination, then I think that that is a, a powerful lower order for any team. The fact that we get a lot of teams bowl 
more leg spin these days. Having left-handers in that middle to lower order plays a big part as well. So I see a huge opportunity for them again. Hardik Pandya, for him to stay at three, potentially, or even four if Williamson bats three. Their bowling combination, they've got so much flexibility there as well. So they're a very exciting team and they'll be hard to beat if, if they start well. And I think a lot of that revolves around Shubman Gill. Okay, we'll look at just one more team because we're running out of time, which is the Delhi Capitals. Your friend David Warner, yep. there's Nagarkoti, Sakarya in the pace department, Akshar and Kuldeep in yep. the spin, no Rishabh Pant. They're still my team, they're still the team that I'm backing to win their first IPL title this year. I think that depending on how they use Mitch Marsh, saw how destructive he was in the ODIs, opened the batting. Could he open and Warner bats three or Pritvi Shaw bats three? I'll, I'll be interested to see that. But the thing that I like about they've got fast bowling covered, they've got spin covered, they've got the all rounder in Marsh, they've got the experience of Warner. For me, they're a team that hasn't quite got it right when it's mattered in, in finals. They've not quite nailed the key moments in games. But if they can get on a roll, they'll be so hard to beat and, and I think having Mitch Marsh up and running for a full season touch wood possibly and he stays injury free that will be a huge way because he helps structure up their team so well. Last question what's your favourite Indian city where do you like to just relax or is it all just work? <laughs> no I, I do love coming to Mumbai Delhi is hectic but I love going there because they've got some beautiful golf courses. I, I love playing golf. Unfortunately, this trip, there's no amount of time to get out, but of Rajasthan, Jaipur, that's a place that I love love going as well, although it gets so hot up there. It gets so hot. You can barely breathe when you're out in the middle there, but it, it's a great place to, to play cricket. The, the people are great. Um, I just love being here. The feeling you get when you're around people who just love cricket is like nothing else. Aaron Finch, ladies and gentlemen, he's on through the IPL. Star Sports is the destination. Cricket Live, and a whole lot of other platforms that you'll see him through the course of the tournament. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you, mate. Cheers.